for any manufacturers out there listening who are looking for a home with an incredibly skilled and capable and hardworking workforce, Eastern Kentucky is open for business. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla 76 While most of the manufacturing sector throughout the United States works tirelessly to fill jobs that can't seem to be filled, there's a land not so far away, Eastern Kentucky specifically, where a new workforce is emerging, being trained in machining, robotics, and advanced manufacturing. There's skilled workers, and they're hungry for jobs in this sector. My guest today is the founder and CEO of an incredible establishment in Appalachia that should serve as a model for how to attract and build the future of the manufacturing workforce. This episode isn't just about ideas, because this organization is actually doing it. So let me introduce her. Kathy Walker moved to Paintsville, Kentucky over 30 years ago from the Washington, D.C. area. Her first small-town experience, Kathy quickly adapted to life in rural Kentucky, enjoying the slower pace, natural beauty, and most of all, the people. An entrepreneur, Kathy began her career in the coal industry, later diversifying into the banking business. She's a civic leader and member of several public and private boards, including former chair of the board of Moorhead State University. For the past several years, Kathy has dedicated her time to creating jobs for the people of Eastern Kentucky, developing the E-Kentucky Advanced Manufacturing Institute, ECAMI. ECAMI is reskilling the region's workforce for new careers in advanced manufacturing. Numerous national news and trade publications have highlighted the success of the innovative and unconventional ECAMI training program in central Appalachia. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really excited about this conversation. A few months ago, I had Aaron Prather from FedEx on the show, and he told me a story of a group of former coal miners in Kentucky who went from zero robotics knowledge to lights out production in 10 days, which was pretty cool to hear about. And then I later learned that it was your organization, ECAMI, that was behind it. And I immediately knew that I had to get you on this show. So here you are. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Kathy, can you kind of just start things out by telling our listeners about what eCami is and how it came to be? Sure. So, eCami, we are a workforce development training center located in Paintsville, Kentucky, which is in the eastern part of the state, about 100 miles east of Lexington, Kentucky. And we are upskilling the region's workforce for new careers in the advanced manufacturing industry, more specifically CNC machining and robotics. We are teaching in-demand skills and in preparation for jobs of today's economy. So ECAMI, a little bit of history, this initiative was started to address the need for job creation and economic diversification 
in this area following years of declining employment in the mining industry. So when that industry began to fade, not only the direct mining jobs, but all the support industries took a hit with it. So we have thousands of incredibly talented and skilled people who were left without meaningful job opportunities. So we had to do something. And ECAMI started about four years ago. And its approach has been kind of untraditional. We are a Haas Center. We partnered with the Gene Haas Foundation. So this is a Haas Technical Education Center. And we have developed up-to-date curriculum. And our people are being sought after by employers all across the country. And uh, they're doing everything from CNC machining to installing robots, customer support. And we're very proud of the success that they have had thus far. Yeah, it's really amazing. I've, I've heard about your organization through a number of different sources, not just Aaron Prather, but talk a little bit about your personal journey. How'd you wind up in, in the middle of all this? Well, that's an interesting question. I am not out of the manufacturing sector nor the education space. I just saw the need for life beyond coal. And I saw so much talent in the workforce here. And that's a misconception among many people. The talent that exists here is just exceptional. And the skills that the people in this part of the country have are born out of really necessity rather than choice. Um, it, it, it's amazing. They, they are multi-skilled. They know a little bit about a lot of different skills. And I basically just tapped into that and tried to figure out what would make sense, what would be a fit for the workforce and a fit for the culture and a fit for this location. And it happened to be CNC machining. And the people love it. They're good at working with their hands. And it, although it was a little intimidating at first to walk in a training center like eCami, I mean, it's state of the art. We have all the latest and greatest equipment. We've been eating the elephant one bite at a time. And they, everyone has done just exceptionally well. We are military style here. We teach not only the cutting edge technical skills, but soft skills as well. So we're very strict and not everybody makes it. Most people make it through if they come with a commitment to want to get through. We stress punctuality, respect in the workplace, common courtesy, really, business etiquette, problem-solving skills. We promote teamwork. And it's really been a good complement to the technical skills that we're training. Well, what's really interesting to me is that you have almost the opposite problem that much of the manufacturing sector is experiencing right now, where you've got a workforce, at least from what I'm hearing from you, you've got a workforce that wants to go to work, but where traditional industry has faded away. Whereas most of what I hear from people throughout the country is in manufacturing is, you know, there are so many jobs open and nobody to fill them. 
what do you think is the difference? Like what, why is this going on where you are in, in Eastern Kentucky versus elsewhere? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, Joe, basically one industry has dominated the economies of most, all of these communities up and down the river. And so when you have a sole industry, when the bottom drops out of that, you're left with few alternatives. And so the overarching goal of eCami is to attract manufacturers to this part of the country to replace the thousands of jobs that are permanently gone. And it's a great time. I think our time is impeccable. So for any manufacturers out there listening who are looking for a home with an incredibly skilled and capable and hardworking workforce, Eastern Kentucky is open for business. Kathy, you, you clearly saw a need to fill in workforce education. What, if anything, do you think maybe hasn't been working the way it needs to inside the education system for the manufacturing workforce? Well, now I, I'm, I wanna, I'm out of the business sector, so I probably view the situation through a different set of lenses. So when I began this, certainly I did my research and homework, and it appears that we've been talking about the skills gap, if you will, for many years. And, you know, quite candidly, the emerging technology is outpacing the expertise needed to support industry. And so we, we have the innovations. Americans are great at innovations. And we have the manufacturers in dire need of the automation. What's missing the bridge are the boots on the ground people to deploy that automation. And so I think it's incumbent upon the training centers and technical schools to bridge that gap. And what I have found is in a lot of cases, we're still training for jobs of yesterday, jobs that no longer exist. And we need to transition into the new generation jobs. And there's just a, a, a lag there. There is a huge gap. I can tell you that what we are focused on here at ECAMI are the jobs of today. So I believe that as a whole, as a country, we need to update and modernize our manufacturing education system. So with the current system, maybe you know, needing to get up to speed more and, and modernize for the jobs that are needed right now, like how much of the workforce education burden from this point forward do you believe needs to fall on the shoulders of the private sector or the manufacturers themselves? Well, I believe it, it requires a collaborative effort among all the stakeholders. Certainly, industry should be driving what we're teaching. And I can tell you 100% that industry drives what we teach here at eCami. And we're nimble. The curriculum that we began with is not what we're teaching today. We adapt and constantly solicit feedback from industry. In point of fact, a lot of our curriculum has been developed with industry hand in hand. 
So industry needs to set at the forefront and certainly academia and our policymakers need to be engaged in those conversations as well. But we've lost our way. There's, you know, we're on different tracks, which I think is the reason we are where we are today. We're, we're behind, you know, opportunity to reshore these tremendously great manufacturing jobs to this country, opportunities knocking at the door, and we're still trying to get ready. And there's a 911 call in my mind to overhaul what we've been doing in the education space. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I'm just thinking of it from my perspective. I'm a marketing guy and uh, you know, working with the manufacturing sector, but I see what's being taught in the schools and it's very different from the, the, what I need in, from people in, in their jobs here. And I don't know how much of that is, is true in, in your world, but it's definitely true in my world in, in, in marketing. And you need the people who are in this day in and day out and who are seeing all the technology advance so quickly to play a role in educating the you know, soon-to-be workforce. So you know, again, I can't speak to it from your perspective, but I imagine there are some parallels there. Absolutely. And in fact, I think that, you know, we're more focused here on post-secondary, but I think a lot of the exposure could begin in the secondary schools. So we've had, for example, the local high schools, they brought some juniors and seniors in high school to ECAMI recently. And once they saw what this was, what it is today, they were really excited. I mean, they had no idea about what advanced manufacturing of the 21st century looks like. So, in fact, I have a meeting this afternoon. They want to come back. I mean, they're willing to, they're ready to get started. And so I think if we can reach down and present to students in high school, maybe even grade school, and let them see the very dynamic and exciting opportunities there are that, that we could begin to attract some of the newer generations to the workforce. I've heard from enough manufacturing leaders to know that one of the challenges on that front is the parents and they don't want their kids to grow up to be factory workers and you know the, their perception of what manufacturing is. So I'm curious what you have to say about that and specifically maybe what a career path may look like based on the success of students who have moved through your eCami program. Right. Well, that's interesting because I've had some parents come here who are professionals and because their their children have said that's where I want to go. And of course they're all about for your educations. And, and I want to make it clear that attending a program like ECAMI, wherever it might be, does not necessarily preclude a four-year education, an engineering degree or something. So it, it may be a bit non-traditional. But we've actually had, number one, I've had several students attend here with bachelor's degrees. Number two, we have students who have attended the program and they're working for global companies now who are paying for them to go to night school at a four-year institution. So to me, that might be the best of all worlds. You, you have your training on the job and, you know, maybe going to, 
UK engineering school at night or something. So, and you know, they, they reimburse. And so they're able to have their education paid for. And, it, and it's something that they know that they want to do. And so that is something, again, it's thinking out of the box and think, things are changing. So why not? You know, the adults attend here for five months and our youth program, we have two separate cohorts. So we have a program for displaced workers, and that is a five-month program. And our youth program, and these would be for kids, say, 18 to 23 years old, right out of high school, that's a 10-month program. So, you know, small investment. And certainly, like I said, it's they're young, they still have time to go to school if they so desire. And with regard to parents thinking that these are factory jobs, I wish we could delete the word factory from our vocabulary. I think when you say that word, it automatically puts you in mind of the dirty, dark, and dangerous industries of the past. And advanced manufacturing of today is far from that. It's more like what you see here at eCami. So I think the industry as a whole needs to work on rebranding itself. You're a marketing person, Joe, so I'm sure you see where I'm going there. And again, exposing people to what this really is today. These are high-tech, really cool jobs And most everybody who comes in here wants to do this. They just weren't aware that it looks like this. Absolutely. Kathy, you mentioned earlier the importance of developing soft skills. Let's come back to that for a second. What do you mean when you say soft skills? Why are they so critical? And how have you had success skilling up your trainees in these areas? So soft skills, the intangible skills are embedded in the program here at eCami. I'm often asked, how do you teach those? We learn by doing, day one. And uh, we're on military time, 15 minutes early or you're late. So we we start class at eight o'clock and everyone has to be in their desk with their laptop fired up and machinist calculator and everything they need by 7.45. And we're really strict. We, we have rules and, and we enforce them. You know, just common courtesy. I, I think we've, we've lost our way to a degree. Business etiquette, you know, what, what utensils are yours? And, you know, when you begin eating and discussion at the dinner table. And we, we have fun. We have mock uh, dinners and everyone gets to participate. And we, we teach about the balance. You know, you could have a highly technical person with zero soft skills, you know, maybe a person who can't get along with the people he works with and comes in late. And we make those comparisons. And, you know, if this were your shop, which one would you hire? That guy or the person who has okay technical skills, but is really has strong interpersonal skills. Uh, you know, you can train the rest of the technical skills, but it's difficult for people to take time to teach the soft skills. And a, and a lot of businesses just won't. They just, you know, a lot of people eventually work their, their way out of those companies. So I, I think that's, I'm confident that has contributed to a lot of our success. The employers provide constant feedback on our people. 
and their punctuality, their appearance, the teamwork, you know, problem solving skills. We practice communication skills, public speaking. There's a long list and it's been effective. We're, we're getting extremely high marks on that. Well, congrats. It's such an important part of, of training that I think sometimes gets overlooked, frankly. It does. I think expectations are that people are taught these things at home. And and a lot of times that that just doesn't happen. So we're taking the time to try to bring them up to speed on all those things. Kathy, my hope is that what you are building at eCami can serve as a model to inspire other regions in the country, how to embrace the workforce that's already there. What advice can you give the manufacturing world about how to tap into the talent that's there in your backyard and show them what's possible in terms of a career in manufacturing? Yes, I think that the model that we have developed would be successful in in other parts of the country, uh, really on the globe. I think it's important that the instructors are from the area and have a connection with the people. For example, several of my instructors are former coal miners. And so they're teaching their brothers and sisters. They're they're from the area. They can communicate and they understand what makes our people tick, you know, how they think and why they think. They understand the lifestyle. They understand where they've been and where they're going. So I would just stress that. I think most importantly that you have people teaching who are of the people. That's good advice. Is there anything I did not ask you about, Kathy, or a success story you'd like to tell or you know, something you want to communicate to our listeners from the manufacturing world here before we put a wrap on this one? Well, I, I just would like to say that we, we have hundreds of stories. Everybody who comes to Ecami has a story, especially a lot of the people out of the mining industry. Number one, they were unaware that this industry, this high-tech industry existed. And number two, they never dreamed that they'd have an opportunity to participate. And anybody can do this. This is, if people have a commitment and the desire to learn CNC machining or robotics, they can learn it. And myself, for example, I do not have a mechanical bone in my body, but I can learn this technology. And these are incredibly empowering jobs. They're well-paid jobs, great benefits, great companies. And there are millions of jobs open right now. So there's something out there for everybody, whether it's like I said earlier, in CNC machining, metrology, uh, customer support, applications engineering, there's something for everyone who may have an interest. Great. And they're not factory jobs, right? No factory. <laughs> awesome. Well, Kathy, this is a really great conversation. I appreciate you doing this today. Likewise. I appreciate the opportunity, Joe. Thank you very much. You bet. So where can our audience get in touch with you and where can they go to learn more about eCami? 
We have a website where I don't think we're under construction yet. We're, we're, we're in the process of developing a new website, but ekyami.com. And we're on LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn is probably the best place to get in touch with me and welcome anybody and everybody. Perfect. Well, I would encourage everybody listening to go check out what Ecami's doing and what Kathy's making happen there. It's it's a pretty special thing and and just a different way of thinking about uh, one of the the biggest problems out there that we we have in this country right now. And so I applaud you, Kathy, for what you've been able to accomplish to date. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Kathy, once again, thanks for doing this today. And as for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.